Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Be Fellow redeemed, the Feast of All Saints, which falls on November 1st, we celebrate this morning. Now, it's not a day to worship these individuals or to call upon them in prayer, for that honor belongs to God and God alone. And yet, it's good and right for us to remember the saints, so that we might be strengthened in, their fa- in the faith. We see how they experienced God's grace, how they were strengthened in the one true faith. We see how they needed the forgiveness of sins. We see how God kept his word of promise to them throughout their entire earthly lives. And so on this day, we remember our brothers and sisters in Christ down through the ages. Remember those who have been persecuted, tortured, and martyred for their faith in Jesus. How they remained steadfast in their confession and were willing to suffer all, even death, rather than fall away from Jesus. We remember the great number within our congregation, including those who have been called to glory from this past year, including Marlene and Kurt and Verdell. Connie and Norman and Winnie, who have come out of the great tribulation of this life and are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. We give thanks to God through Jesus Christ for their confession of faith and for their lives here on earth. And we pray that we too might remain faithful and be brought to the eternal rest that we have through Jesus. In the first reading for this morning, we see that St. John was given a vision of that eternal rest through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. He saw a great multitude that no one can number, from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. And there, he saw what it takes to make a saint. That is a holy one. One of the elders tells John, these are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Well, the Lamb is none other than Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And it's His holy and precious blood that cleanses us from all of our sins. It's as John the Baptist declared of Jesus, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Therefore, becoming holy ones or saints comes only through the holiness of Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God. It comes by the washing of regeneration and the sprinkling of Christ's blood in the waters of holy baptism. It's the merits and righteousness of Jesus. And his sacrifice on the the cross are given to his people and are received in faith. For Christians, there's this temptation to believe 
otherwise. That saints are declared to be saints because of their own good works. And yet, sainthood cannot be achieved by one's own reason or strength or good works. In this life, all our righteous deeds are like polluted garments, as the prophet Isaiah writes. Even all our loved ones who have gone before us in the faith were imperfect in their earthly lives. And yet despite our sin, despite the sin of those who have gone before us in the faith, this sainthood comes to us from outside ourselves. It's given to us by God's grace for the sake of the perfect life in the innocent suffering and death and glorious resurrection of Jesus. For His sake, we poor sinners are declared righteous. We're declared forgiven and holy. It's through Jesus' holy blood that our polluted garments, which have been stained by sin, have been washed clean. And faith, worked by the Holy Spirit, clings to this. Through the blood of Jesus, we've been made saints of God. Now, it's at this point where we do make a distinction. There are saints in heaven, and there are saints on earth. Here, on this earth, in this life, we are the church militant. We continue to struggle against temptation, against the devil, and against our sinful flesh in this sin-filled world. Even though Jesus has defeated Satan through his death on the cross and through his resurrection from the dead... Satan still tries to seize the victory that we have through Jesus' blood. He tries to torment us and tempt us saints on earth. And this is why we're the church militant, because we're in the midst of a spiritual battle. And we would be easily defeated if it weren't for Christ, if Christ didn't fight for us. It's as we sang last week, with might of ours cannot be done, soon were our loss effected, but for us fights the valiant one, whom God himself elected. Jesus Christ is our mighty fortress, who fights by our side. And through his word and sacraments, we are strengthened in the faith so that we might reach our eternal goal and receive the victory by faith in Jesus' name. In cheering us on, though not seeing our struggles, is the church triumphant. The church triumphant is made up of all those saints who have fought the good fight of faith, who have finished the race, and are now before the throne of the Lamb, who see Jesus face to face. They are without sin. They are without hunger, without pain, without misery, without tears, because of the one who is the Lamb of God. And he is also their shepherd, 
who leads his lambs to living fountains of water. All memory of pain, of death, of sin, sickness, poverty, hunger, persecution, hatred are all wiped from their eyes. Now even though we speak of saints on earth and saints in heaven, even though we speak of the church militant and the church triumphant, there are not two churches, there is only one church. It's as we confess, we believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. The oneness of the church isn't destroyed or even separated on account of death. Where Jesus is, there are his saints. Consider this morning what takes place when we gather around this altar to receive the very body and blood of Jesus for the forgiveness of all of our sins. Here, we can say that our deceased relatives and friends who have likewise washed their robes in the blood of Lamb are joined with us. When we sing, Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world, we sing along with the countless Christians of every age. When we sing, Holy, 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 we do so with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, which includes the faithful from every time and place. And so gathered here, we're not only in the presence of Jesus, but we're surrounded by this great cloud of witnesses, this host arrayed in white, those who fall on their faces night and day and worship before the Lord himself. Fellow redeemed, it's proper that we give thanks to God for the men and women of faith who have gone before us. In honoring the saints, we're ultimately honoring the one who is eternally holy, that is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's his blood that covers our sin. That allows us to stand in his presence. It's being baptized into his death that gives us a white robe. It's his word and sacrament that he gives us a foretaste of that eternal feast that is to come. And so we look forward in joyful hope to that day where the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, will come again and bring us to himself. And join together with Marlene, and with Kurt, with Verdell, with Connie, and Norman, and Winnie, and all our loved ones who have gone before us in the faith, we will behold a great multitude of all of God's saints that no one can number, from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, and with all the saints gathered, we will evermore cry out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. God be praised. Amen. Peace of God, which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord.